With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The deputy governor throws his support behind the premier after the Ministry of Home Affairs is reassigned following a breach of the ministerial code of conduct. The Honorable Franz Manderson says as head of the civil service, he is responsible for ensuring that all staff feel respected and valued in the workplace. I take these responsibilities seriously, and when concerns are brought to my attention, as in this case, I will take action as set out in the Public Service Management Act. Mr. Manderson tells Radio Cayman it is also his job to make sure the civil service remains apolitical. So now that action has been taken, the civil service will continue to serve elected government. His Excellency, the governor, also supports the move. It is crucial to the good functioning of our democracy that ministers respect the constitutional boundaries and separation of powers. Governor Martin Roper says under Cayman's constitution, public service appointments and civil service issues are the governor's responsibility, a power that is largely delegated to the deputy governor. Our good governance rests on full observance of our constitution, and I urge all elected representatives to fully respect the separation of powers. Mr. Roper tells Radio Cayman ministers who use their position to try to influence who is selected for public service roles would be infringing on the Constitution and represents political interference. Ministers have a responsibility to act with integrity and to uphold the highest standards of behaviour towards everyone in our community, in particular our civil servants with whom they work closely. For its part, the civil service will continue to do its utmost to implement ministers' objectives and policies. The Premier has reassigned responsibility for home affairs to the Health Minister and placed the Honourable Bernie Bush on two weeks of unpaid leave. This is in relation to comments made concerning staffing at the fire service, among other things. Mr. Bush has apologized for his conduct. He will retain leadership of the ministries of youth, sports, culture and heritage. So far, so good as far as the cruise ship are concerned. As government relaxes more COVID-19 restrictions, the acting chief medical officer says the return of cruise tourism doesn't appear to be having an adverse effect on local transmission. There is a system whereby we know in advance whether a cruise ship is coming in and it declares that has got some COVID cases on board. Dr. Tilly Newton tells Radio Cayman government has measures in place to ensure that nobody with COVID-19 can set foot on Cayman from a visiting ship. We have had no particular issue. Some of the cruise ships which have come to Cayman did have cases on board, but this was all within the limits, which is the the guidance which have been worked out both by CDC USA and by uh, CARFA. So far, 17 cruise ships have visited Cayman, including two today. This since the resumption of cruise tourism on March 21st. On Friday, government also eased restrictions for stayover visitors in a bid to boost tourism. As to the latest COVID-19 figures from public health, there were 70 COVID positives reported on Monday. Cayman goes from an estimated 594 active cases to 697. The seven-day rolling average for the 12th of April is 39, and there are three unvaccinated patients in the hospital for COVID-related causes. After the Department of Commerce and Investment reveals an incident involving the personal data of individuals associated with licensees earlier this month, comes word of a data breach involving the tourism stipend program. The Ministry of Border Control and Labor says the data breach occurred this morning between 9.30 and 9.44. The Ministry of Border Control and Labor says the data breach occurred this morning when a mass email to more than 3,300 recipients showed the email addresses of all recipients. 
The ministry says it was human error and the matter has been reported to the office of the Ombudsman. The team also sent out an apology to all recipients, advising them of the breach and notifying them the ministry is making procedural changes to avoid this kind of thing from happening in the future. The Cayman Islands Coast Guard reports three young men are safe after their boat got into engine trouble last night. The call came in just after 7.30 p.m., a 14-foot aluminum boat with engine trouble in the North Sound. One person aboard, two others went into the water. The vessel apparently drifted across the Sound, coming ashore near Holiday Inn. Cayman Islands Coast Guard Commander Robert Scotland says it's an example of why it is so important to be sure that you have a working flashlight, signal flares, a VHF radio, and a charged cell phone in a water tight package whenever you go out on the waters. Had any one of these devices been on board last night, the vessel and its occupant could have been located in a much faster time. While we are happy that all of the young men were located, last night's incident could have had a very different result. So please remember to ensure that you always have the proper safety equipment on board and that each person is also in possession of their own personal flotation device. The Coast Guard, Police, Air Operations Unit, and the community all assisted in last night's search. 17 arrests, 22 warrants executed as police carry out an operation in the Eastern Districts. It was a collaboration, including officers from the Eastern Districts front line, community officers, the process unit, and the Cayman Islands Detention Center. Many of the warrants were due to unpaid traffic tickets, where the driver did not attend court on the date stipulated on the tickets. Others were outstanding court-issued fines. There are still just under 200 active warrants to be executed. Police say if you think that there's a warrant out for your arrest, call any police station and inquire about the best way to have your warrant actioned, or you can turn up to court and discuss the issue with a court officer. After postponing regular inspections because of COVID-19, the Office of Education Standards spent several months following up with visits to local institutions. As Radio Command's Carsley Fuller reports, on March 9th, the Office of Education Standards headed to the University College of the Cayman Islands to talk about the impact of the pandemic on the school. In a letter posted to the Office of Education Standards website, inspectors revealed they found no significant concerns during the visit. The UCCI leadership had made several changes to dual enrollment student study places with respect to the pandemic, allowing them to work either in DE workrooms, the library, or one of the designated study rooms to ensure social distancing. The DE students physically attended lectures with non-dual enrollment students, although the classes observed were small, set to about 10 students. Leadership made considerable financial commitment in relation to the pandemic increasing contracted cleaning hours by 100 percent, installing hand sanitizers, installing outdoor sinks to support hand washing, and placing air purifiers in busy areas. And university leadership also recently opened their canteen provision and converted it to carry out only as part of their COVID policy. Another investment regards IT infrastructure to support remote learning during the pandemic. UCCI faculty advisors provided student progress and attendance data. However, the process of passing this on to the parents was, quote, restricted due to a lack of resources. The delay in the CXC exam publication for the second year created a need for the use of predicted grades to be used to select year 11 students for dual enrollment, SIFEC, and A-levels. The report says in retrospect, this was not always accurate, resulting in some students inappropriately being allocated to DE and SIFEC. There was also limited support for COVID-related well-being for students. Senior staff reported the demand for consultations had increased, quote, significantly during the pandemic. Senior staff reported that student numbers had also increased by 
by approximately 9%. Some COVID keepers, remote learning, health and safety protocols, and virtual parent meetings. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find this and other thematic visit write-ups online at oes.gov.ky. The Cayman Ministers Association holds its annual National Day of Prayer on the grounds of the Glass House earlier today. Lord, we pray right now that you will intervene in their decision makings. Ministers, government officials, and members of the public gathered, as has become tradition, touching on a variety of social issues, locally and internationally. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.